This podcast is given to you by Arloka David Smith, teacher and founder of the Dharma Mind Buddhist Group. For more information, please go to dharmamind.net. spoke yesterday on um, the two apparent distinct features of this training that have sort of collated as, as, as the five pillars um, which is very conceptual but those five pillars actually point point to the uh, to the main features of the training and what you have to train yourself to 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 become alive to the to, to, to the main features and train yourself to bring those into your daily life into your training as a whole so that you create that that frame which which will take you into the heart of this training and beyond, um, especially with the fifth pillar, which will take you, bring you in contact with the unconditioned. Whereas the others are more, much more focusing on the conditioned, on your on your created world. I hope you understand what I mean when I say condition. I use it a lot. And the unconditioned. I hope you know what those two words mean. Um, so that you become familiar with the meditation. The first pillar isn't about meditation instruction. We don't really do instruction. Um, it's learning to identify the meditation that we're doing, learning to understand where it's taking you, what its what its what its what its fundamentals are. So what it's uh, and and you learn to learn to learn to trust it, learn to um, become fam- familiar. A very very important word of familiarity. Learn to become familiar with that 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 new experience that you're having which essentially is is called stillness where you're learning to be still but not just to be still and then that's the end of the the end of the road but stillness is uh is is just is to is to prepare you and stillness something that we all well, we could almost be, crave for because it's peace. We, we 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 see it as being a peaceful state of being, something that we all we all very much would like. But that stillness is well. That certainly certainly you will get that. But it will also take you much further, much deeper, and present you present you with an environment that you can then begin to open up to. And that stillness and that peace that will bring you, which, as I say, is something that's desirable for all for all of us. 
can also be a very big Mara. That it can so allure you, destroy you in, and uh, give you a lot of sensory enjoyment and pleasure. Seduces you. So you enter this sort of well, not a non-committed state of, of, of just of just um, sensory enjoyment, uh, which many practicing Buddhists. What is the goal? For so many, but for us, it is um, it is to, that that state is to introduce you to something much deeper, much and much more profound and important, and not to be. Uh, not to be drawn in to the uh, side effects, as it were. It's a very, very important. But essentially that first pillar is about familiarity, just become familiar with being still, not misunderstanding it and trusting it, because in that, in that state there is no self. You're not in control, basically. You're surrendering that, that, need, that need to always to be in control. Um, you're giving that up, and, and uh, which can often bring a great sense of vulnerability. Or you'd learn to open up to that, and learn to trust it, and learn to discover that actually you're okay when you're not in control. And that's the familiarity. That's that's getting to know that first pillar. So don't misunderstand it as being some sort of an instruction. The instructions are not the spirit of what we do. These are for other people, but not, but not our, not the spirit of our training. And and, and you know, the second pillar points to the uh, to what is really the heart of the, the, the human condition that we are. That stillness that we aspire to on the first pillar is just denied us by the second one by the restlessness of mind, mind, body, emotions. Every part of us seems to be in a permanent state of vibration, of restlessness. And to see how what a massive impediment and how we must see that and, and acknowledge that and bring discipline to that and learn to train ourselves to be still in our daily life and on the cushion. Because unless we tame that, state we got ourselves into we will never find stillness we will struggle with it all the time it will never be something that we become familiar with and just watch yourself, look at yourself, look at your life look at how you are you're on the go the whole time you fill every second of your life up, your day with being productive of doing things not wasting your time as we've been conditioned into thinking not to waste your time. Well, when you embark upon this, uh, you do look for lots of time that you can waste and not be productive. But dharmically speaking, you are being very productive. You are helping to create the environment of change. So it's not a waste of time. You, in, in a worldly sense, by golly, you are wasting your time. You're not accumulating all the things that you're expected to accumulate the material mind that we've all bought into. But by learning to give that up, learning to say no, learning to train ourselves, learning ourselves to be still, we're giving up 
the material world, the material ambition that we've got ourselves into as conditioning. This is a conditioned mind. There's nothing natural about it. Not one speck, not a single speck of that is natural. It is wholly and completely conditioned. And you get yourself into it, you can't get yourself out of it. And if you're not busy, then you feel, well, you can feel very vulnerable by not doing anything. Get used to that, get familiar with that, treasure it, embrace it. <clears throat> because without that ability, without ability to say no to these habits, the first pillar will never be fulfilled. And to see that the training is... We spend our lives in our heads, which is our conditioning again, absolutely, completely conditioning, where we live from the neck up. And to discover ever more, especially through stillness, that when stillness comes, you find yourself in your body. You leave the mind behind. That, uh, that mind that's always thinking and uh, creating. And you let all that go. When you let it all go, and you discover this thing called stillness that you're not familiar with. But you discover that stillness is actually not in your head at all, it's in your body. Your head is for thinking. It is, it is something that's active all the time. It never stops, does it? The mind never stops. But when you manage to put a break on it for a while, you actually come into your body and discover a part of yourself that most of us... Well, I suppose I suppose we do know that it exists, but we don't. We, it's not a part of our awareness. It's not, never a part of our our sense of, of 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 living, because we're trapped in our heads all the time. But you come in and you discover your body. You're in your body. Well, there, there's the Dharma. There's your liberation. There's your freedom. You won't get it from the neck up. All you get is delusion. You get it from the neck down. But we're not familiar with being in the neck down. We have to train ourselves, learn to come into the body, recognize it, realize it. Certainly in our meditation, come into, you can come into the body and do your meditation in your body and realize that you're in your body, that you're not in your head. And learn to be awake to that in your daily life by being still. When you're still, you're in your body, your awareness you're so convinced it's a part of the mental faculty. It seems to manifest up there, but that's not where its source is. That's not where its, where its heart is, not where its strength is. So that you retrain yourself, you recondition yourself, if you like. This is all part of the dharmic process. You're preparing yourself, you're creating the environment for you to see and to know, to understand, to let go. And the um, the major feature of our makeup that drives us gives us that driving gives the whole of that samsaric world that we create in our in our heads that gives it its driving force is is our, is our emotions. When our emotions are high, it creates it creates things in our head, images, thoughts. They completely blind us. We completely lose ourselves. That we lose all sense of self-awareness of just being, but we turn into 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 something else. And see that the emotions are the 
to the energy, is the energy supply to your conditioned world. Everything needs energy. Nothing exists without energy. And your energy comes from your emotions, and your emotions are in your body. And you have to learn to train those, contain those. Become familiar with them. And learn, to, learn to work with them and see that they're not an incidental, because they're not a thought thing in themselves. And therefore, you don't have to give them a lot of a lot of attention because they're not very interest. They're not very interesting. But you have to see that, that those are the things that the driving force for everything that we are, <clears throat> the samsaric world that we are attached to, that we that we reinforce continually, has to have a driving energy, and that's the emotions we need to learn to see them and identify them and, and understand them for what they are and what they do and they're, and, they're, and they're part in the scheme of things they're not an incidental at all absolutely not they're absolutely crucial in our suffering why we suffer a major feature of why we suffer they're not, they're not the suffering itself but, they're, but they get appropriated by that part of us that that creates the suffering. We, we must learn to deny that part of us, that driving energy. So we have to learn how to work with them, to contain them, to, 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 to re, or redirect them or, or learn, learn to work with them so that they go back into their original nature, which is not something mundane something very mysterious that energy that, that we appropriate that becomes our emotions that can be so so destructive can be positive of course can be very enjoyable of course but also can be very destructive um, that energy is, is what we grab for ourselves and appropriate and, and, and misuse because in their essence, it's the, the very life force, the very thing that we are, the very, the very sense of being alive. <clears throat> and beyond that, this is the, uh, the source of all life, it's the energy of the, of the whole universe. But we tap into it and then we pollute it and we make it, we turn it into a, a possession of the self. So your emotions have, 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 has a depth and a meaning and understanding. They're not just some, you know, thoughtless thing, just an energy. But actually, it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's a, 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 a source a source a source to the wonderment of life, of creation itself. And there's a, there's a source of insight for you, something for you to get to understand, not just push it to one side because it doesn't have lots of pictures in itself and thoughts, but actually it's just... That's why I don't like the word energy, actually. That seems to devalue it tremendously. You then sort of think it's a bit like the energy coming from electricity supply or something, just a, just a sort of a dead force. It's not a dead force at all. <laughs> 
It's, it's, it's extremely profound. But we've, we've just become so blind, so blind to what, it, to what, it's, what its nature is, because we've got it all mixed up with me, me and mine. And so we've turned our back on a part of the great mystery of life. But all of this is to be discovered in the body. You're not going to work it out up here. You've got to come into your body and see how it works and its part in, the, in, in your life. And see that it is your life. Literally. So it's a, a, a source of great... many jewels, great wonderment within that. And the, uh, and the fifth pillar of learning to identify with that part of you that's not a part of the conditioned world that most of us are blind to. Some of us can pick it, see it from time to time. Often referred to as intuition. That part of you that something pops up and you don't know where it's come from and you can't put your finger on it and you never thought about it. But suddenly something, something comes and you follow it and it turns out to be, to be the right thing. You know, that, that, that can also be just ignorance. But it can also coming, be coming from the unconditioned. Often very difficult to identify the two and get the two mixed up. So it's not a black and white thing. It's not, it's not that easy because it can be just your own ego playing. But it can also be an indication, just a, just a little communicating something which is not a part of your conditioned makeup. But beyond that, you can you can begin to recognize it, begin to and begin to begin to see it as a part of you by deliberately turning yourself, turning your attention to it. Giving it the benefit of the doubt, I'm saying yes, there is, there is. I'm, I'm willing to accept there is another part of me that I'm that I'm not in touch with, that I'm not familiar with, but I believe to be a part of who I am, so that you don't have this this doubt. And cynicism, anything like that that comes to you, you can block it off. The simplest thing in the world to cut yourself off from. And if that's the way you are, you will never touch it, you will never know it. But if you can give it the doubt, give it the benefit of the doubt, give the benefit of the doubt to all the, all the, all the great sages and masters for hundreds and thousands of years that have told you that, it's, it, that it is reality and they're not just winding you up, they're not a bunch of lies or deluded people. If, if, you, if you've got the humility the humility to doubt your own cynicism but but give them the benefit of, of, of the doubt so that you do create an opening and you know and, and for us one of the major aspects of creating that 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 realization is through the act of bowing where you can open yourself and direct your 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 thoughts your your inner attention into into to, to go beyond the mental, to go beyond, right, to deeply with inside of yourself and open up and hand yourself to that part of yourself that is a mystery. 
and learn to open, talk to it in quiet moments when you ponder, when you reflect in these times when you're not being productive and filling yourself up by being productive. You have the whole of the afternoon on our retreats to do that. That's what they're for. That's what the afternoon's for. It's just to stop and, and to reflect. Reflect and, and, and go beyond thought when you reflect. And open up. And open up to that part of you. You're coming when you when you stop thinking. You can reflect without thinking. Thoughts are very crude, but you can ponder without coming up with lots of thoughts that you follow. Just the occasional thought, but somehow you can look beyond those. Well, there you are. That's how close you are. <coughs> you are very much in your body, and you're very much you're very much crossing crossing the threshold and touching who you really are. And that's all in the body and in those quiet places, those quiet times. Open up to those times. Treasure them, nurture them, so that you can become ever more receptive to who you really are. And if you can learn to bring who you really are into your life, it will carry you, it will help carry you. It will help solve your problems. If you give it space, things in your life where you just have to come up with an answer instantly. Well, if, 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 if you don't have to do that, if you can give things space, just have an input with a situation and leave it alone. Leave it. Let it bounce around inside your body. Just leave it. Forget it. Give space, 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 space. Be patient, be space. And so often when the time comes when things have to be decided, the answer becomes so obvious to you. You haven't carried a burden, you haven't made an issue for yourself at all. Somehow, these things will just... Why didn't I think of that in the first place? <clears throat> or things open and just show you, become so clear. It's because you've given something space. You think, you know, you think it's you again. It's all about me, 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 me. I thought, I thought of the answer. Well, a lot of the time, it isn't me who's thought of the answer. In fact, when me thinks of the answer, me, me's the one who gets it wrong, who messes up, because it's it's something of of, of ignorance, of, of 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 fear that's ever 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 look ever looking to look after itself that it doesn't have a clarity of thought of seeing. It is so bound up with self-interest. That, that we make mistakes all the time. But just, if you can get out of the way, just stop trying to be in control all the time with everything that comes into your life. Stop trying to be in control. Leave it alone. It makes you feel very insecure. You want to put things in boxes, put things in your pocket so that you feel as though you're, you're in charge. Well, that's all self. <coughs> Learn to leave things alone. He, he, you, and, and well, hopefully you will discover, and you're not carrying big heavy weights around with you. These things called problems, making problems and carrying problems around and being possessed by them on a daily basis, 
all the time thinking about them, running around, so that you end up, you don't know whether you're coming or going. Well, you know, there is an answer. Almost certainly there are answers to things. If you just learn to get out the way and learn to trust, leave it alone and see what happens. That's be- that's learning to, to, to find another, another, another part of you. You may not see it in those terms because the self wants everything. But actually, isn't the self that's come up with those answers at all, actually? And the part that has come up the answer, with the answer is not looking for any recognition, it's not looking for any praise, <laughs> doesn't want anything in return. We'll just, we'll just sit there and give and give and give and give and give, support you, and ask, never ever ask for anything in return. But it's for you to recognize that and see it and learn this and see it and, and trust it and go with it. And if you can, I'm telling you, your life will be a fraction of the weight that what you now have. I'm telling you, that's, 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 that's how it works. You will not carry the burdens that so many of you, so many of us carry with all the life situations and challenges. You won't carry those things. That's a part of you that knows, but it won't come and bash you in the face. You have to learn to recognize it and get out of the way. I'm telling you that, that works. It works, and if, you're, if, you, if you really trust it, it will, it, will, it, will, it will guide you through your life, it will take you through your life, and it will take you to places that you never even thought of. It, it, won't, it, won't, it won't function on your terms, what you want, what your projections are and expect your projections to come true, it may just come and pick you up and take you in the completely opposite direction. And you'll just wonder what's going on. But if you can trust it and go with it, I'll tell you, you'll discover that it's the right thing, that you've made the right decision and you've done the right thing. However, however unbelievable it may have been at one point, go with it. This is, this, is, this is learning to recognize that part of you that's who, who you really are. This, this really is who you are. The bit who you think you are is a complete fiction. It actually doesn't exist. It literally, it literally does not exist. That if you actually manage to get yourself to that point in this training, you will see in the very beginning there's never ever been anybody there and yet it's and yet paradoxically it's completely conditioned your life completely possessed you and had you running round like some terrified little thing looking for fulfillment and security shoring up its loneliness and it's well of course it's going to be lonely and insecure because there isn't anything there it's looking for solidity, and it, you can't. It will never find it. it can, how can it find it? Because it's never there in the first place. So how can it possibly ever be satisfied? But it will completely destroy your life, or, or it will. It will. Well, that's 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 extreme. What it will do is, is that it will diminish your life and won't destroy it. But it will dis- it will it will take away the potential that each and every one of us have got. Each and every one of you have got. It will take that potential away because your potential is is 
is beyond imagination, actually. And we're all born with that potential. We all carry it. And so few of us ever seem to fulfill it, recognize it and fulfill it. And yet we've all got it. Believe me or believe me not. However, whatever you may think of yourself, you've got that. And you may not have a very good view of yourself. Well, that's you. You've created that, that, that negative view. You've dragged yourself down. And all of it's a complete fiction. But at the same time, there's a part of us that is not a fiction. If it were a fiction, you wouldn't even be alive. You're alive because that's who you really are. The fiction, the fiction can't give you life because there's nothing there. How, how can the self give you life, let you breathe, let you walk, let you, let you experience life when the thing is not even there in the first place? So what on earth is, 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 is doing the experiencing? That's how close we all are. And yet we, we, we're diverted, we can't see it. We've thr- thrown a veil over it, even though it's under our noses. But you begin to recognise that. And even if you only recognise it a little bit, it can have a profound impact on your life. Even just a little bit. To realise that you're not alone. There is something bigger and greater with you. That is not terrified and frightening. It's not trying to run and protect itself, kick and scream and shout all the time. There's something there that actually is, is, is just a peace and a rest with, with life. And everyone, everyone I'm, I'm not picking on indiv- certain people, male, female, whether you know the Dharma or whether you don't know the Dharma, whether you're intelligent or not intelligent, whatever your background... <clears throat> whatever your life whether even if you even if you have a disfigured body and mind your true nature we all have a true nature that's untouched by any of that I and mean, this is what we point to this is our aspiration with our training we're not interested in anything else we don't want to go around the, around the houses fiddling around, we want to go direct. And that fifth pillar will, will open the door for you. Believe me, it will open the door for you. But you've got to go about it in the right way. Therefore, you need to know the five pillars, all of them. Become familiar with them, bring them into your life. And then you're, you're creating the environment where you begin to see, begin to know where your eternal peace is to be found your liberation where all your fear goes where your loneliness dissolves and then we come to the blue sky and the white cloud which are not separate as I tried to point to yesterday but it opens up a new vision at least the blue sky opens up a vision for you which is exactly what I'm saying your blue sky is your true nature <clears throat> and to and to refine that and to be able to put the put the put that environment in place 
and to and to nurture to ever more come to that place of stillness which you, your awareness your presence what's here now which you learned from the first pillar when you learn to just be you just learn to be here and when you're here you're still and you're silent and you're open and you're fearless actually there isn't anything there at all there but that in itself is not quite the full picture that's not enough just to be still and to be open and, and to find that that's taken you that in itself will 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 bring massive change will bring, bring a lot and you will see a lot and you will know a lot that you never knew before absolutely but it's still not it still needs to be polished tweaked so that so that that clarity can become ever more you can become ever more familiar with that it's not it's not a passive and this is where you have to be careful with this training that this is not something passive. You can reach that place in quite a passive way, but it's using that. It's using that 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 that, that place of quiet and stillness. Then becomes very important, and this is where we have to learn to cultivate with great skillfulness the whole path of insight. But you see, blue sky, white cloud. They're both there, they're both present at the same time. They're not two things. This is so important you understand this, because this is what sets us apart from so many other forms of training. We are already opening up to our true nature. We acknowledge it, we say yes to it. We never turn our back on it. It's never marginalised. It's always something that we aspire to bring to our life, to our, to our awareness, to our realisation, to our knowing that it's, this is who we are. Here you're touching, always touching the unconditioned there. Even though, even though you're not, you don't really experience it in that way, but you are opening yourself to it. It is, it is paramount. It is number one, that, that this, this, who you really are is, is, is at the center of your practice, your training, that, that this is the fulfilment that you're always aspiring to. So while whilst you have this, these are called the spirit. This is the spirit, and that spirit, that spirit doesn't pick and choose. Your true nature doesn't, as I as I just mentioned, it doesn't it doesn't pick and choose. It doesn't want anything. It doesn't it doesn't get stuck on one side or the other, good or bad whether it's ethical or unethical, skillful or unskillful. It's not, it's not, it, it doesn't get stuck, caught by any of that. It doesn't pick and choose. It doesn't have an opinion. It just knows. It knows. And in that, and in that spirit of not taking sides, where we don't cut good and bad, right and wrong, pure and impure, holy and unholy, as many do in this in Buddhism, sure we recognise the unskillful, and of course, of course, I'm not saying that we we embrace it and we follow it and we feed it and nurture it. I'm not suggesting that for a moment. 
Of course, this is all part of the skillfulness of recognizing how unskillful things, there were bits in of us that are very unskillful. And we, we have to recognize that and learn, and learn to turn away from those things. But that's not, that's not pushing things away. That's not giving values so that we cut ourselves up. We see it, we recognize it, we accept it. That's the way it is. It's not good, it's not bad. So we don't cut ourselves off. And this is why this training is called, as, as, as the Zen master said, uh, um, this way is not, is not difficult, it just avoids picking and choosing. To avoid picking and choosing means that you are aligning yourself with who you really are. That doesn't mean to don't misunderstand that, it's that you can just carry on as you were. But you're not cutting yourself up, but rather you're embracing the whole of who you are without opinions. Here you're learning to like yourself, you're learning to, to go beyond the, the, the dislike that so many of us have, that we don't like ourselves. We like some bits of ourselves, but there's a lot that we don't like about ourselves and we cut ourselves up, we get in conflict with ourselves. And this is very common with us Western people. <clears throat> it's learning to let go of all of that conflict. I learned to say, well, this is the way I am. I can't change the past however much I would like to. This is the way I am. But from now on, I'm going to do my best not to feed my old habits, not to go down the old road, but to bring, to bring skillfulness into my life. These are the precepts. And we do that by nurturing the paramitas. They're all there to help you so that you can fill the void when you don't follow a habit. You can, rather than just stand there scratching your nose, you can actually act on it and learn and teach yourself. But that's not, and that's learning to, to accept and to say, yes, this is the way it is, and then to move from that place, to move forward from that place. You're not, you're not cutting yourself up and you're not having... <clears throat> And so often, if you get if you go down that road, there you are opinionated and 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 become very critical of other people, and and to become um, righteous, self righteous. All of this stuff, this all comes from duality. This all comes from this is right, that's wrong, and all of that stuff. We don't do that with this with this particular form of training. It's, 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 there's plenty of it in Buddhism if you want it. But I want you to recognize that this is not the same. This has its own characteristics. And this isn't about feeding and carrying on as you were, as, as can be totally misunderstood by people. It's about seeing it and accepting it, that's the way it is, and not becoming opinionated about it, but just using it as a platform to see and to, and to bring, and to bring the, the more skillful, wholesome, human qualities to replace those that, 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 that you've been stuck with for, for probably for your life. It's about opening and embracing without opinion because your true nature doesn't have an opinion. It, it, it observes. When you're still, there's a part of you, that observer there, it's like a mirror. It's the mirror-like quality 
And a mirror, although it, 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 it is very alive and, and knows everything that comes into its field, but a mirror doesn't have an opinion. It just sees and it just knows. And that's where you want to be. That's going beyond conflict. That's going beyond cutting yourself up. And, and, and feeding and feeding that that duality and getting stuck on that but have a mirror like quality which is your true nature that just sees that see ah that's it okay well there you go what's done is done can't go back and I'm not going to get stuck in remorse and I'm very sorry and I have a lot of contrition you if you, you 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 absolutely have you confess to yourself, you can confess to other people, you can even go and seek people out in your life that maybe you felt you've done wrong to, just so that you can help to unburden something. Something that helps you to clear yourself, clear the decks, so that you can then begin to move forward. This is all coming in into, into, into the nature of the blue sky, the blue sky that, that embraces all of all of life, your true nature that embraces all of life without picking into it never gets stuck into anything, good or bad. However exalted it may be, it still it doesn't it doesn't hang on to that to those experiences any more than it hangs on to the unwholesome ones, the regrettable things that you've done. But don't indulge, recognize. Say sorry if you need to talk about these things to help you to loosen these things up. Then that can be a good thing to do. But don't indulge and feel sorry for yourself. Move forward. You can never change the past. Let it go. But open it and accept it. Don't push it to one side. Don't push these things around. Stick them in boxes and cut yourself up. This is the spirit of our training. And this is the spirit of the blue sky. It's one of openness, without opinions, without without cutting up. That's, that's the business of your dualistic mind. That's what that does. It is a thing of opposites. And opposites create conflict. And this is about healing. And healing means you have to bring the two, the two sides together as one not take sides one way or the other, but learn to bring the two together. So they heal, the healing process where you learn to get to like yourself. <clears throat> Here you discover the blue sky. Always aspiring. Always aspiring without picking and choosing. Always aspiring to fulfill, fulfill the, the mirror-like quality of your awareness and your awareness is who you are. That's the doorway to who you really are. It's not even the doorway. It is. It is it. It's not something at least something else. There's, there is only one thing, if you like. And there you are. You're with it there. There isn't something beyond that. But there's a maturity. And this is what we mature. So that inkling that you get when you sit on the cushion and you find a bit of stillness, because you're putting the you're putting the, the pillars in, into place which help you to cool the whole, the whole world down that you've created. The whole thing cools down 
so that you can find ever more stillness because that stillness is your natural state. When you're not in turmoil, this is where you'll find yourself. You don't make stillness. That stillness is your true nature. Which is not now being distracted by all of this other stuff that you've learned through skillfulness to, to be able to let go of let go of your your conditioning, <clears throat> so you find what is what is your na- beginning to touch your natural condition, and that natural condition is something that sees and knows. It has a mir- it has a mirror like quality. It's not something full of opinions, likes and dislikes. It is a mirror-like quality that is beyond that dualistic world. This is this is touching the blue sky, and that in itself, as you can, I'm sure, accept, is a massively transforming realization. Things can shift within you considerably. And I know this is what happens with, with all of you, whether you see it in those terms or not. You probably don't. But I do know that the change, I see the change in every one of you. <coughs> the years that you've been in the group, the years that you've been with me, and how you were then and how you are now. You may not see yourself, you may say, well, I haven't changed at all. Or you may, I don't know, you may see little bits... This is the problem with change, is that the thing that's looking for change is the thing that's changing. So it's like trying to see yourself and you can't do that. It's, trying to, it's like trying to pick yourself up off the ground. So you don't, actually, you don't actually know the change, which is actually a very good thing. It's very bad for your ego because you want, you know, I want to see the change that I've had after all that I've put into this. I want, I want my money's worth. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't work. That's, it works in the world like that, but it doesn't work like that with the Dharma. The Dharma the change is not there for your benefit. It's not for, your, for you to feel, feel, feel proud of yourself as you change. It's something that's actually got nothing to do with you, and it's not concerned about whether you, whether you like it or not. Um, but that change, I mean, I, I, without question, I've seen the change in all of you that have been around the group for a while. Um, on, on what you're doing is that that change that I see that you, as I say you may not see it in these terms is that you are clearly letting go of things that you were carrying when you first started and you don't carry them in, the, in that way anymore it's a more of a lightness you've still got plenty of stuff you're carrying I'm not suggesting that, you know, um, that, that's, that, that you've pulled it off as it were um, and you, you know, no doubt you can reflect upon yourself and still think well, I still. What about this? What about that? Well, maybe so, but also that it's not that black and white. Um, change, dharmic change, tends to take place across the spectrum where it touches everything. Rather than you identifying something, I want to get rid of this because I don't like it. That's what you want. But I say the dharma is not interested in what you want. You can't come with your agenda saying I want this to change and this to change. And I want to be like this and like this and like this. It doesn't work that It works like that in the world. Or you can go and find yourself a therapist that will target things and maybe get rid of something. But the Dharma doesn't work that way. It will, it will, it will rub across the whole of your personality like this. And it will knock little edges off. A lot of things. Maybe not everything. 
but things across the spectrum so very subtly so that you don't actually see them because it's just it's just a very light polish that's going on it's good it's like well I go like this it goes around and around your whole personality the more you stick at it it polishes and this is why things the change takes place and that change is that the, the attachment the attachments that you had that you may still have but they don't have the, the grip they once had and I can see that I can see that with all of you all of you have been around for a while I, I mean I can see that and what you're doing is that when you're when you're letting go when you're letting go of these things <clears throat> your true nature is beginning to find a space to come through and that and that part of you that's free is beginning to 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 come and 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 begin to come into your personality and that's taking you to the to, to the blue sky that's taking you to that part that's the part of you that's not attached to anything that's free and has always been free you're not you're not you're not you're not you you're not making that change it's by learning to learning to put the tools in place whereby you let go of your habits that that change that takes place comes through you letting go you don't put something in its place you don't actually don't put if you put something in its place you're not changing you're just changing your hat changing your persona that doesn't that's not dharma you can do that in the world in fact most people spend their life trying to change their personality trying to change their hats this works very differently <clears throat> And that's taking you to that place of, ultimately that's taking you to that place of no thickness. You're not carrying anything at all, you're not attached, you're not, you're not, you're not your life isn't, isn't, isn't run by attachments. And you're coming to that place. So you're coming to, you're coming to the blue sky. And you, and you can experience that blue sky when you're still on the cushion much more. But like I was saying, this is still not, still not the finality. Because there's a very great temptation there of just becoming very inactive, of just becoming complacent, finding your comfort zones, getting a little bit of, a little bit of clarity. <clears throat> And getting some feedback from that, and becoming uh, falling in, falling into the great trap. There, becoming like a piece of wood, a log, a dead log, whereby you just <coughs> there's no vitality in your training. This is where insight comes in. That that for us. This is not something separate where you have some quiet and you have some insight and you have the samatha and then you go to your vipassana. They're integral. They're just two, two different words for the same thing. They're not separate, actually. So it, it, it's, it's the vitality, the vitality of your blue sky, the vitality of, of, of that part of you that, that sees and knows, the knower that's looking and seeing and discovering 
what's going on and can see that you've got yourself into such a state that it takes, you can't just sit and look at it and expect it all to fall away. But actually you've got to actively engage with it, look into it and unpick it. I always say it's like a, a bag of tools, that you have tools, <clears throat> skillful means. Like any bag of tools, it could be full of all sorts of tools. And Buddhism, Buddhism offers all sorts of tools. And if you want to take them all on, I think you're going to get incredibly confused. And some are more appropriate than others. Some, some fit. And some, some, some are, are tools that are made for particular types of practices that, that are not just their free, a free thing that you can just, you know, I know lots of people do this. With their restlessness, they're just forever faffing around doing different things all the time and expecting things to change. <coughs> you need to you need to stick with a with a few things, <clears throat> but but at the same time, again, this is the spirit of our of our particular form of practice is that we don't formalize. This is we don't systemize. The great temptation with insight is to systemize things so that you follow very defined, a very defined path. Which I'm not saying that doesn't work. Of course it works. But it's not in the spirit of what we're doing. We're not picking and choosing like that. We're not trying to take, <coughs> take control in that, in, in that way and, and, and guide it and make it. We're, we're opening, we're, 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 we're creating a playground because life is a playground. Your true nature is like a child that plays. It has no cares or worries. It sees life as something to enjoy and something to, to play, to play with, not to become a victim of. And that spirit, that spirit there <clears throat> is something we need to nurture and that spirit so that we don't, we don't tie the insight aspect down whereas we we discover what works for us now you know there can be tools that you use specifically in meditation that work very well in meditation but it, this isn't restricted to your sitting it, it, it's something that you, you become alive to it's that in, in investigating mind you want to know that I hope that you've got I mean, for me, I can go back to when I was 10 years old, <clears throat> wanting to know the answers, asking questions, not knowing anything about anything. But that's the mind that you want, that there. That's the one, what's this about? Who, who are you? Where are you? What's going on here? I want to get to know this. Of course, you've got no specific tools, but you do, that is a tool. <coughs> that is a tool. Of course, it's a tool. And it's something that's alive. It's not something that's dead. It's something that completely invigorates you. It just really captures you. What's going on? What's this about? That you take it into your life and it's just living your life. You go, well, what's, what, what, why am I doing this? What, what's going on here? What's, what's this all about? Why am I like this? And you can, and you can just, view things from all sorts of perspectives in your daily life anyone can do that but that's 
to me, that's an insight tool. You, you, you're on the threshold. You're looking into. You look at. You're, you're looking for the answers, and that's what insight is about. It's about getting to the bottom of things, getting to the bottom of the human condition. And when you get to the bottom of the human condition, you then bring the potential for change. Even 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 getting to the bottom in itself may not be enough. It it, it, it will it will definitely have its effect. But even even doing that. Um, because the conditioning is so powerful, just because you know it, okay, you know it, but that doesn't mean to say it's going to run away from you. But you definitely are going to have a major, major impact because it exists. It's essential reason. It's it's essential um, ability to exist. It's because you don't know what it is, what it, what it's about. That's all. You don't understand what it is. And when you don't understand what it is, it will be there forever. It will never go away because you'll always be reinforcing it. Insight, insight will take you to the place where you, where you see why it's there. It's, there. it's, it's called ignorance. Avidya. Avidya. Ignorance. Because you don't know what it is. It's got no roots beyond that. Got no, there's nothing organic about it. it. Doesn't go in the ground and feed off the ground. It feeds off your, feeds off your non-understanding. And when you understand, you cut off its, you cut off its life force. But even when you cut off its life force, or you stop feeding it anymore, it's so it's been there so long. It's still so long. you're not going to get rid of me. But what you do is that you learn not to feed it anymore, and in time it will fade away, whether it likes it or not. And all this comes from insight. And if you don't have the insight to get to the root, then you don't you don't get to the heart of the matter. So insight is so 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 important. But insight is not some nice little system that you that you employ when you put your backside on the ground. And it starts when the bell goes, and when and when and when the bell goes at the end of the period, you then forget about it. You can do that if you like, but you only. Scratching the surface, it, it takes much more than that. Insight, insight requires you to engage as much as you possibly can, 24 hours a day. If you can, including when you're asleep, if you can, if it's possible. But if not, then the hours when you're not sleeping, always be having that ability to... Which requires you to be with your awareness because it all comes from that place of awareness. It doesn't come from conditioning. It comes from that place that knows, that place of stillness. So when you have awareness with you, when you walk down the street, know you're walking down the street. When you're sitting on your cushion, know you're sitting. When when you're standing, know you're the four postures there. When you know that when you're there in your life, I know I'm walking down the street. Because your awareness is with you. If your awareness is not with you, you're off in your fantasy world. You can walk down the street and not even know you've walked down the street. And we all experience that. But there, if you've got awareness with you, you can walk and you can just... Whatever, you can ponder. what Who's walking down the street? What's going on here? Is this something, is this something simple? It's, 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 so, it's so mundane... It's so mundane, I don't even think about it, I take it for granted. And yet actually what's going on, what is actually happening there is so profound 
that it has that it has doors that can fly open for you. That that, that simple everyday <coughs> mundane activity of walking down the street, that ordinary thing that you do, can become something of of great liberation for you. That you can use that that activity, that experience, to open up and to see. But you have to have that awareness with you. You have to be able to see. Now what tools you bring to it, who knows? But to be alive and to be aware and just to wonder, to ponder. It's all taking you to the Dharma. It's all taking you, it's all taking you to the source of creation. But it's all done within the... You create the spirit of openness and inclusivity and awareness. So your awareness, which is your blue sky, is with you as well as your insight, ponderings, whatever they may be. They're not two. If you don't have the blue sky, you're not going to, you're going to be off in your deluded world. <coughs> the blue sky and the white cloud. And I'll come back tomorrow to the to the whole world of, of, of insight and how important it is, how essential it is. Because if you don't <coughs> willingly engage with it, and it can be immensely, not only the most wonderful thing you will ever do, but it can also be incredibly challenging because it can bring all sorts of stuff to you that, that you'd rather not see and not know. So it's not, it has m- many, many facets but without it, but without that, you will never get to that. You will never get into the bottom of your ignorance, and 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 cut off its life source. That's why insight is not negotiable. And for me, this is what this this is about. This isn't about looking for places of tranquility, of bliss and rapture. As many many people who do this go looking for and love and think they're on the dharmic path. They're not on the dharmic path at all. They're, they're, they're trapped by Mara. That's something that will, that will not live very long. And if you're not careful, when it finishes, you become so dull and you've, you, you have no sharpness. There's no, there's no cutting edge at all. It's not dharma. That's just running after worldly pleasure. I used to live with people, monks, who used to do that quite willingly and quite openly admit that they were not interested in insight, that they were only interested in finding this peace and tranquility and the rapture and stuff because they all wanted a favourable rebirth, which apparently that's what you get, if that's what you want. But when that finishes, I mean, it's just a... Insight will finish all. It will cut and clean up everything. But it's something that you have to know how to do, and how to bring, and and how to how to how to nurture every moment of your awakened of your life, of your awakened life, <clears throat> in all of its many many different levels. Not just one thing that you learn here and you learn there, but many things, many many tools that you learn to bring, so that you can. <coughs> help to loosen up this, this thing that, that you're trapped by. So that then more and more you become free and open and you can realise more and more your own true nature. So I think that will do for the today.